0: Hello everybody, welcome to Electric Leftovers. My name is Jason, this is episode 211. How are you doing today? Have you had a good day? Has it been a fine and dandy week for you? I certainly hope it has. We have some things to talk about today. Big things, important things, things you may not even know you need to know. But first, welcome to March. How have you been? Uh, since we last spoke, we have some new stuff on the website from me, Mag Max. That is my monthly for the month of March, uh, which features games with really cool box art and really bad gameplay. we got some more Vagrant Story from me and some more Shovel Knight from me. Jade has got us some Leisure Suit Larry, Wet Dreams Don't Dry, Mega Man 11, and Danganronpa 2. Goodbye, Despair. Goodbye, Despair. Uh, Over in the uh, forums, we've got some more 365 stuff, including Judge Dread, Might and Magic, and a game called Harley's Humongous Adventure. And I just realized I don't think I've added the last couple soundtracks because I've had to rush out the door to get to work. So I will get on that. I can tell you that Shaq Fu was recently added as well as shante and the pirates curse so there you go if you like genies well actually that applies to both doesn't it sure does Set in a Far East type of world, Pocky and Rocky is about a young Miko girl called Pocky, who, while tending to a shrine, is visited by Rocky, a member of a group of creatures known as the Nopino Goblins. Some time ago, the Nopino Goblin went insane, but were stopped and cured by Pocky. Rocky tells Pocky that the Nopino Goblins have gone insane yet again, and that she must help them. Suddenly, Pocky and Rocky are ambushed by the Nopino Goblins, which appear to be under a spell. Together, Pocky and Rocky must unravel the mystery of who is controlling the Nopino Goblins. And this is Pocky and Rocky, an action game for the Super Nintendo, developed and published by Natsume, released in 1993. This was uh, Ragnats, and I played this one. This is a good game. It's a very good game. We like Pocky and Rocky. Who doesn't like Pocky and Rocky? Let me tell you who. Communists. And you don't want to be a communist, do you? Of course not. That would be bad. Well, I mean, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. I'm going to stop talking now. Can be a short one today. Number one, I screwed up the order, and number two, there's only one review. So, quite possibly the pinball simulation on the PC, a Pinball Fantasies review by G.M. Matthew. Pinball Fantasies, a game that I've been playing since the age of three, and one of... excuse me, let me start over. Pinball Fantasies, period. A game that I have been playing since the age of three period. And one of the most memorable parts of my childhood, comma, so it was a great disaster that I forgot about it and lost the chance to play it, comma, as the disc was beyond repair and all of our computers were now Windows XP, period. Now, comma, with the help of an MS-DOS emulator, comma, I can play this game once again, period. And what a game to be able to play, colon. <laughs> I'm not going to do that the whole way through, but I just... That's what we're... That's that's the border that we are approaching. Now let us step over and see what awaits. Graphics! Colored, crisp, clean, and smooth. In short, perfectly suitable. This even works well on a 12MHz 286 computer. The biggest concern is the ball, which looks a bit plastic, but everything else runs perfectly. Sure, there are games with a lot more detail now, but this was the best of its day. Sound! Very nice sound effects and absolutely superb music, but the icing on the cake is the intro music, which, in my opinion, is possibly the best video game music ever. Each table has its own unique feel, and this is possible even on a computer with no sound card. Wait. (laughs) In the sound section, you say it's great. Possible, even. It is possible on a computer with no sound card. Okay. Uh, Gameplay, Four Tables, Partyland, Amusement Park themed, Speed Devils, Motorsport, Billion Dollar Game Show, Speaks for Itself, and Stones and Bones, Horror, similar to Nightmare in Pinball Dreams. Speed Devils is good, but not special, Billion Dollar Game Show suffers from a lack of features, Stones and Bones and Partyland are the special due here, possibly Stones and Bones more so. The game feels fantastic to play with total control over the ball for skilled players. The flipper strength is almost bang on, and although the nudge is a bit strong, it allows for bang backs. I don't know what any of this means. The ball is not too bouncy, nor not too bouncy enough. It feels just right. There is one and only one real complaint, and that is the lack of multiball, which could have made this the best pinball game ever quite easily. But maybe it still is. I don't know. There are a couple of bugs. Most noticeably, the hold bonus glitch, which can vastly boost the score beyond hundreds of billions on three of the four tables. Billion dollar has no hold bonus, but mainly a pretty good job lifespan. You can get frustrated by a couple of losing streaks, but this happens in any pinball game. Otherwise, you probably won't get tired of pinball fantasies in a hurry. Try to beat the high score has never uh, trying to beat the high score has never felt so addictive. Overall, probably the best pinball game of the best pinball series ever created. Yet another triumph for 21st century entertainment. Now gone, Digital Illusion CE and of course Frontline Design for porting the Amiga classic to MS-DOS. In fact, this is the only game that I've ever liked more than Daytona USA, which is really saying something. Buy or rent. If you like pinball, buy this if you can find it. If you like MS-DOS games, buy it. Even if neither, it's still worth a look. This is far from being the best game ever made, but it is my all-time favorite. After all, this is to me what Space Invaders and Pac-Man are to every other retro gamer. 8 out of 10, or 4 out of 5. Take your pick. Um. Oh. Okay. I mean, it's the best game ever. It's possibly the best game ever. It's possibly the best pinball game ever from the best pinball series ever. But it's far from being the best game ever. I'm. I don't know, Matt. I don't know, buddy. I have not gone ahead and read the news first. I never go ahead and read the news first, even though this time I was actually warned that there is a story in the news that might be a little, uh... uh, poor taste? Bad taste? Uh, Coolio warned me that there is a story uh, in the news this week that would be in poor taste, to which I reminded him. uh, Anybody that listens to this show regularly probably has poor taste, so... I don't think anybody will notice. I mean, here, here's, let's, let's try and find the story together. Our lead story, Religious Rascality. Oh, that's great. Pastor Alf Lukau of Aloela. I guess International Ministries in Johannesburg, South Africa, is facing lawsuits after a stunt in which he appeared to resurrect a dead man on fe- uh, fe- feptember. Feptember 24th. February, September, September twenty fourth, February twenty fourth, or September. You pick. Salvation News reported that a video of the incident shows Lukow placing his hands on the man's stomach as he lay in the coffin. When suddenly the man, identified as Elliot, begins to gasp for air and sits up. Can you see what happened? Luke How exclaims in this video. This man died since Friday. He was in the mortuary. Devil, I told you wherever I find you, I will kick you. Pastor Rochelle Combau said the hearse driver heard noises coming from the coffin and ran away as soon as they arrived at the church. I was screaming, she said. I saw his tongue moving. The man of God completed the miracle by praying because prayer is the key. The lawsuits, meanwhile, stem from the misrepresentation of the situation to three funeral parlors whose services were sought by church officials. A coffin was brought from one and a hearse was hired from another. Prince Mafu, who is representing the funeral homes, said the matter had been reported to the Jeppe police station for further investigation. In our least competent criminal story, Christopher Thomas Knox, 37, of Hillsboro, Oregon, thought he was just calling for help when his car became stuck in the snow in Clatsop State Forest on February 15th. Sorry, feb He didn't count on Clatsop County Sheriff's deputies putting two and two together. In the car with Knox was a 13-year-old girl from King County, Washington. He initially introduced her to responding officers as his daughter, but they quickly determined the minor had been lured from her home. The Oregonian reported that Knox had started an online relationship with the girl's mother, and the girl left home without her parents' knowledge or consent. Along the way, Knox allegedly sexually abused her twice, according to the sheriff's office. Knox was arrested for attempted second-degree rape and first-degree custodial interference. Not sure how that fits in the least competent criminal category. I mean, he's not a good person. I probably can safely bet that. Uh, People with issues. Volleyball players at the University of Kansas had reported to Lawrence, Kansas Police a number of break-ins over 2017 and 2018. But it was the list of missing items that was most puzzling. Swimsuit bottoms, socks, shoes, and many pairs of underwear. After a spring break 2018 incident, police got a lead in the case. Surveillance video captured a suspect vehicle that had a dealership sticker in the window. The Lawrence Journal World reported that officers worked with the local dealership, which had loaned the car, uh, the car excuse me, to Skyler N. 23, while his car was being serviced. Yi, a volunteer assistant volleyball coach since 2016, was arrested and charged with 15 counts of burglary property damage and theft after police searched his home in early February feb where they found a 40-drawer plastic storage container full of women's underwear with each drawer labeled with the player's name. Six other containers with underwear and bags containing pink high heels, boots, a sundress, and a jumpsuit that victims had reported missing, along with jewelry, sex toys, and other items. Yee resigned from his position in mid-January. You don't say. KU Athletics spokesman Jim... Oh boy, Marcioni said, we have taken precautions to ensure that he is not permitted to be anywhere near the volleyball program. You think so? This is, as far as I'm concerned, poor taste on several levels. Uh, Smartmouth Brewing, bright ideas, by the way. Smartmouth Brewing Company in Norfolk, Virginia, launched a new magically ridiculous beer on March 2nd, Saturday morning. A limited edition IPA with marshmallows. Chris Nykirk, brewery spokesperson, told USA Today the beer is brewed with in-house toasted marshmallows and bulk dehydrated marshmallow bits. It has a soft, pillowy body with a slight cereal taste. Smart Mouth hopes the beer evokes nostalgia in adults who remember when Saturday mornings were a time you sit around watching cartoons and playing games. Neerkirk added while warning that the brewery is not marketing to children. I saw this story on Facebook about a Lucky Charms-flavored beer being called Saturday Morning. And um, all I can think of is, look, adults that eat cereal. You don't call a beer Saturday morning if you want to appeal to adults who remember cereal. You call that beer like Tuesday, ten thirty p.m. Meanwhile, if you're looking for a creepy weekend getaway, the gas station along Texas Highway 304 near Bastrop now offers overnight stays. Why, you say? The old filling station was the setting for the 1974 film The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The gas station opened as a restaurant in 2016, serving barbecue and souvenir merchandise to film buffs. Manager Ben Hughes said the coke machine in the movie is the same one that's now in the restaurant, and they have a van parked outside that's an exact replica of the one in the film. Now he tells K vue U E—that's K View TV fans—can uh, stay for one of four mini cabins right behind the restaurant. But Hughes promises the staff won't try to scare you. We want to make sure that everybody that comes out has a good time, not just freaking out or anything like that. You guys find the uh, poor taste story yet? It's hard to pick sometimes. It is hard to pick. <laughs> Uh, unclear on the concept. On February 13th, the joke's over. Nina Harris of Kentucky told her husband, Alan, that she wants tulips for Valentine's Day. As she explains it, he wasn't paying attention. He just said, yes, I know. When I got up, I had my first coffee. And he said, oh, your turnips are here. And I said, turnips? Nina told WPVI TV. Alan's story is slightly sweeter. I put the turnips in the bucket that says I love you on it, he said. I went in there, got her coffee, and here you go. Alan, who admitted he wasn't really listening when Nina requested tulips later, made it up to her by getting her the flowers and candy and balloons. In stories of Wait What, Filipino medicine man Angelito, or Eta, 55, has an unusual method of protecting himself and his home from thieves and attackers. He and his followers raid fresh graves near Manila to steal the kneecaps from corpses. Ooh, save me one. I need one. Uh, Oreta uses a scalpel to remove the patella, then soaks the bone in coconut oil for several days to dissolve the skin. Once dried, the bones can be found scattered around his home or worn around his neck. The benefit that the guardian angels from the patellas will bring is that they will help your livelihood, Oreta explained to Metro News. The kneecaps are used for protection, or they also work as a shield. Oreta gifts the bones to his trusted friends and followers. Who knew? Who knew that the one place in the human body where you could find a guardian angel was the kneecap? That explains so many things in those monster movies. This one's is called rude. Maybe maybe that's the one. Let's read. Detective Constable Claire Fitzpatrick is no shrinking violet. Evidenced by the fact that she's in danger of losing her job at the village police station in Bedwest, South Wales, England, the 44-year-old says her inappropriate language and habit of audibly breaking wind are just part of the culture of banter at the station. But she faces... 25 counts of inappropriate behavior, including farting outside her sergeant's office, using the C-word with a suspect, and propositioning a junior officer, asking if he wanted an affair with, quote, a fatter, ugly, older woman. D.C. Fitzpatrick told Metro News that swearing is, quote, just the nature of the place, and she has replaced the F-word with the C-word as her word of choice. However, she appeared to have regrets about her actions, calling them stupid. Stupid. This is England and you guys are worried about language I don't know maybe that was it uh, our final story ew silence of the lambs indeed a Manchester England woman named Joan has a unique project in mind for a custom clothing designer it seems Joan 55 is anticipating having her leg amputated because of peripheral arterial disease reported the Daily Mail so she posted on support.com requesting help to Create something beautiful and useful a handbag using her own skin. We've heard about these. She has budgeted about $3,900 for the project, which she envisions as a medium-sized handbag with a short strap and a section down the middle that will be made from my skin, she explained in the post. I know it's a bit odd and gross, but it's my leg, and I can't bear the thought of it being left to rot somewhere. There are no laws against her keeping the limb, although there is paperwork to fill out. Boris Hodakel, the founder of soport.com, reports that no designers have come forward yet. To help with Joan's request. That's unfortunate. Okay, so let's. Stories in bad taste. Is it the guy bringing people back to life? Is it the guy who was dating the mom and then ran off with the daughter? Is it the person stealing the underwear? Um, is it. But it's, it's probably the turnips, to tell you the truth. Or is it the cop uh, who says the F word a lot? Leave your comments below. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the show. I want to thank you for joining me today. I hope you had a nice time listening. I think it's you know fair to say that all things considered, we we did get through an episode. And really, I mean, if we can manage that, then hey, we can do anything. Uh, I I don't know. I, I had something. I lost it. I'm very tired. I apologize. Uh, You can find all the stuff about the show over at lowbiasgaming.net. You can find old episodes and the playlist and all the Let's Plays and all that stuff we talk about there as well. If you would like to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash Jason's Groove Machine where you can kick a couple bucks into the tip jar every month. It is very helpful and we do appreciate it very much. Of uh, course, obviously, not required. There will never, ever, ever, ever be a paywall for this show or anything we ever do. Um, uh, things are never going to get out of hand enough for that to be an issue. Thanks again for listening very much. See you in a week. Oh, uh, Daylight Savings, if you're one of the people who does that, it's Saturday. so Or Sunday. Sunday night. Sunday night. Keep on the lookout.
1: Brought to you by...